Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to After Fantasy Podcast, episode 23. I'm your host, Peter, and joined as always by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, guys? Tom? Yeah, very good, thank you. Gunnar, yourself? Yeah, doing very well, thank you. Excellent. Right, so this is the last podcast for Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Well, let's get stuck into the Scottish fantasy game first. So what do we always do? The top three, we have a new entry in the top three. Uh, good friend of the pod, FPL Maz. His name, Oi, 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 Hudson Adoy. He's broke into top three, <laughs> 32. Settings, Conk and Lions, 31. Wolf, Tone, Tony McKinley, 38. You have to go all the way down to 10 for another friend of the pod, or friend of the FPL pod in the leaderboard, Picnic George, Daniel Arnott, 55 points. If you click on his team, you'll see how he actually got these points in such a kind of poor game week, I suppose, average-wise. He had Fulton goals, Hamilton. Back five of Goldstone, Hoban, Odolphin, McGinn, Tavernier. Callahan in eight midfield, Kilty, Ferguson, vice captain Roof for 18 points. That's up front. So that's how you got that. And you can see three Hamilton players are rare. A rarity in this game, three Hamilton players in the high scoring game. Wow. So, like I mentioned, the average was 23. Our points was Peter 32, Tom 27, and Gunnar 33. So, top for team first and top for yours. And there, loading up. Right, and Marciano in goals for two. Back line of Hoban, one took off injured at half time. Barisic goals in two each, Tavernier four. Callahan off the bench for eight. Conway two, Ferguson three, Clark one, Nisbet two, and Cosgrove five. And only points on the bench was Kelty for one, so I didn't miss out anything. Take us for your team, Tom. Yep, so I had Lewis in goals for seven. Captain Tav got me four. Barisic two, McGinn two. And Vice Goldson, two. In midfield, I had Ferguson for three. Uh, St. Mirren's Henderson got me none. O'Hara, one. Up front, Kabamba, two. Nisbet, two. And Stevie May got me six. I've got two Livy players and two Celtic players on the bench, so no points there. Right, good on you. You were a high scorer this week. Yeah, I took a minus four this week. Um, I had Marciano in goal for two points. Barisic also two points, as well as Goldson and Hanlon. Uh, Captain Tavernier got me four points. Ryan Hedges with an eight-pointer. Then I brought in McGrath for Kilty this week, who got me a point. Ferguson for three points. Nisbet's, Nisbet with two points. Stevie May, six points. And Cosgrove, five points. Nothing on the bench. Okay, okay. Right, so we'll go to our topic this week. So what we're going to do is a, 
a break in the fixtures like cup games. There was five cup games this weekend with players playing from the FS assets. So we'll go to the Scottish Cup final first, Tom. Celtic won a quadruple treble. Last season, Scottish Cup in it. So I don't know what you saw from the game to about assets-wise, because it was a bit of a helter-skelter game. The only thing I could come up with was, apart from Sorum, it was the same team, wasn't it? He brought in Turn, no, sorry, Brown for Sorum. I think Brown going back out, looked injured after the game, so I think Sorum going back in midweek. I'd like to think going forward, if this is going to work, you will see a team consisting of Sorum and Turnbull and Elanus in the left. And hopefully, Ben Bard's fit, that would be your, your go to guys. I don't know you thought of the game, Tom. Uh, aye, well, I think Scott Brown came off injured, he was limping off, and there's word today that he's going to be out, so Sorum should come straight back in. Um, I didn't think it looked too badly going forward, especially in the first half, but it's defensive-wise, which is where the, the worries lie. Um, again, another player that's maybe out for this weekend is Duffy. So if I is going to continue playing as a right-back, then it's probably going to be beat on in there as well. So there's there's lack of consistency in the back line. I think that's the, the, the problem, really. So if, you, if you're going to target Celtic players, you're probably going to target the midfielders and possibly Edward if he starts to go in a score and run. But we've seen little of that yet. I mean, his goal on the weekend was his, uh, his uh, cheeky penalty. I didn't like that penalty. No. Circa Neil McCann. Will be a self you know, Do you see anything that took anything from that game, Celtic-wise assets, that you had food for thought? Well, what I noticed, I think Celtic conceded three times uh, from set pieces. So defensively, that is going to be a problem because I think like Celtic's opponent are going to play four set pieces because Celtic are most, mostly in most games, they are the better side. And then if you concede a lot, a lot of set pieces and can't defend them, then that is definitely going to be a problem. You're going to miss the presence of Doffy in the back, back line as well if he's confirmed out for the weekend. And yes, Edwards, he scored the penalty, the Penenka, but I thought watching him, he really needs to be more clinical. He had a couple of chances where he just, I, don't know, he, I wouldn't say he even like fluffed at it, but he, he didn't even know the ball was coming or something like that. And uh, another thing that I noticed when, when Hart scored um, and Hazard made, made that mistake, it looked like Christie tried to like Suarez in the World Cup it for like just punch it out of the goal. You know, he could have been sent off for that if that wasn't gone, going in. So... I still think he's too expensive, Christy, and I like the look of Elianusi and Turnbull more. I would like a Celtic defender, but seeing if Duffy is out, and I don't know if Lennon is going to bring Beaton in, or, and if he can keep Ayer at right back, or if he's going to put him more centrally again uh, as a centre back, uh, I'll, I'll be watching him. But Ayer is on my watch list. Uh, I thought he looked okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen that uh, where, where Duffy and Julian um, made a bit of a mess, a mess of it, ran into each seen other. It. I've seen it, watched it from my fingers. Uh, <laughs> before that, I was like, oh, maybe Duffy, you know, he had a good game last week. But <laughs> when I seen that, I was like, ah, oh, that's the reason why I transferred him out, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the overarching point for me is the Celtic and, and conceding from set pieces. Uh, and now with, the, with Duffy out, uh, I think that's going to be a problem going forward. Okay. One thing I would add is that's Mikey Johnson again off the bench. Scored a penalty as well. Yep. And I think 
he strikes me as the kind of player that Leno like if he's fit. So he could be another one potentially not right yet, maybe down the line. Could be another cheap way into Celtic's midfield, just if he, if he starts getting game time, because also we're, we're lacking in wide players. And I don't know if the right wing would suit him. I don't know if Elnusi would move or whatever, but I just want to keep an eye on for Mikey Johnson because I think it would be pretty cheap in the game. Apart from that, general consensus there is just avoid Celtic defence. Right, the next games considering, eh, sorry, containing teams from this game would be the League Cup quarter-final matches. So that was St. Johnson beating Dunfermline on penalties after one each draw, after extra time. Hibs beating Alloa 2-1 and Dodge scored again in that one. Eh, Livingston, in their great form under the man- new manager, scored two goals and Forrest on the bench that one was a ball. And the shot in the round was St. Mirren beating Rangers 3-2. And looks like a maybe crack shown in that defence with your man you say there, McGrath, who now looks like he's on pens, and McCaffrey assists. So, have you got any on these games, Tom, that stands out to you, asset-wise? Was that the first round of fixtures you went through there? Yeah, all the, all the quarterfinals. All right. League Cup. Did I have any? Right, fine. No, nope, no, he's... <laughs> I, was, I was too busy. I was looking at the app because uh, I, I, I I'm sure I remembered it, and I'm, I'm right, Mikey Johnson's a striker in the, the app. Is he? Oh, Aye, that's what right. I was looking up. Yeah, he's a striker. Right, so he's not getting on the League Cup. Why just do the League Cup talk then? Aye, go for it. Right, St. Johnson penalties, uh, they did really struggle against Dunfermline. I know it's a championship team. I saw it's both Celtic with the exact same. We played championship team. They got there in the end. I don't think there was much to take away from it. But it's the same thing as I was going to mention. May, Conway, Wotherspoon. Hibs, again, with Deutsch scoring. We mentioned it last week. I think there was talk on the Twitter for the week about the Hibs up front double up strike force that used mm-hmm. to talk to me out. It's looking rather more improving because Deutsch used to be playing more minutes and he's quite thinking for the goals. Traffic. Eh, Livingston against Ross County. I think we mentioned it last week as well how they were on a good run of form under the new manager, Mattendale, and the players playing again. I know Ross Cooten, who have since lost their own manager since then, but. If he's going to keep this kind of form up, I think Livingston Assets is going to be the differentials going forward. We'll see them going forward. I think who they've got this week, they've got Hamilton away. So there's another big game, which probably a winnable game for them. And the last game, St Mirren 3, Rangers 2. Take away for that, speaking to Swanee, obviously the Rangers fan used to go on the pod, he felt watching it, they're starting to get the air of just turn up and win these games, which is really annoying him. That was two games of trot. As if we just need there's just a little more hype. And he hopes from the Rangers point of view that just if there's a bring him back down to earth and they'll kick on again because he felt that's the last two or three games. They've looked shaky as if it's we need to turn up a win now. There we go. Yeah, I've done it for these guys since our wires were crossed. <laughs> start of the week. I'll start and we'll start here. I'm looking at the dream team. There is five Hamilton players in the dream team. And I'm I'm going to put the could be six because Lewis is a keeper. But is it Fulton for Hamilton? You did the exact same points with seven, yep. so I don't see I don't know how the algorithm picks one over the other. So potentially, I mean, that was Merry Christmas to Hamilton. Then I think he could have had six <laughs> players in a dream and I very much doubt we're going to see that again this season. <laughs> six Hamilton yeah. players in the dream team. So who's got your start of the week ready, Gunnar? 
My, my start of the week is a bit more comprehensive. So we've now played 102 matches out of 198 matches overall over the season. So pretty much halfway point. And uh, I've looked up the score percentages because we're doing our prediction every week. And uh, I don't know, I, I like predicting a 3-2, for example. But we've only had uh, three 3-2s this season. So that's 3% of results. And uh, the, the most likely result in the Scottish Premiership is 1-0. Obviously, we've had 16 of those, that's 16%. And uh, the second highest is a one-all draw with 10 matches so far uh, have ended in, in a one-all draw. Right. See the one-all, I know you probably can't tell looking at it, but see the one-all draw? It was a lot of them right at the start of the season because I'm quite sure the first couple of game weeks were a lot of low-scoring games. Uh, yeah, it is actually. So, 1st of August, 9th of August, 22nd of August. You're right. Yeah, there's a lot of them at the start of the week, but now, uh, start of the season. Uh, but now in December again, uh, we've had a couple of one all draws as well. Uh, probably because the, the fixtures come so thick and fast, you know, the managers deciding, or if we got to get a draw out of that game, then they'll be all right, you know. Okay. Tom, your stat of the week? Yeah, so mine is. The highest score in non-Selic and Rangers midfielder over the last five game weeks is Hedges with 24 points. That stat was tailed towards going on. That was a well done, him. <laughs> <laughs> the hairband did it. <laughs> well, that's probably a differential. I don't, I don't envision many percentage of fan, the managers but on Hedges. So I suppose oh. it's worked out for you long term. You've, you've had him and Hod about him for a while, going about taking him out or leaving him in his place and it's obviously worked out long term for you well over the last five weeks anyway at least I've just quickly looked it up he's owned by 13.6% uh, overall or should I be looking at the game week maybe uh, because I'm looking at up in the app in the new stats section 13.6 yeah yeah 13.6 for, for the game week How Ryan Hedges ownership is, um, is that pretty high is that low is that well he's He's less owned than, say, Mark Reynolds of Dundee United, less owned than Haji. Um, more people own McGregor, for example. More people own Martin Boyle or Kabamba. So, yeah, I would say it's pretty low. So, it's pretty decent. Well done. Uh, Okie dokie, Hank. On the results then. First up, Hibbs won. Dundee United won. McGuinness goal, Halberg assist, and Bolton goes Dundee United. Tom, why he takes away? Which one are we going for first? Hibs won, United won. Right. So it was McGuinness that scored and Halberg got another assist and uh, Bolton from Dundee United got the goal. Um, Deutsch had four shots on target and missed three big chances. Um, those chances were created uh, by Boyle, Nisbet and McGinn. Um, I thought Seagrass kept United in the game. Uh, he was making quite a lot of saves. Um, he even saved a potential own goal as well at some at one point. Um, McGuinness scored from what was probably clearly a cross to Deutsch. Um, but, I mean, he got the goal nonetheless. Um, I thought Shanklin had a good chance after that, um, but it was dealt with quite quite easily. Another blank for the Shank. Um, Nisbet had a couple of shots as well. and Just Hibs just weren't clinical enough in front of goal, really. Um, and... Sadly, in the 91st minute, there was the clean sheet wipeout. Um, it was a deflection that landed quite nicely at Bolton, who just slotted it into the back of the net. Um, Hibs should really have came away from that fixture with a convincing win, but um, unfortunately, 
have to settle for a draw. Feeling yourself? Yeah, Holberg, he, he got the assist. He took nine corners in this game. And like Tom mentioned, Deutsch missed a couple of sitters. That deflection in the end there from Newell, that was a bit unlucky for Bolton's goal. But as well, as Tom said, I thought Segrist made some, some absolutely top saves. And uh, without him, I don't think United would have still been in the game when that late deflection went in. Um, they, they really have to thank their goalkeeper there to just be in the game still. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a question in this game. There's nothing strong to mind. But I just I thought it was quite interesting to see that Jack Ross was pretty annoyed with his team after the game. He was almost quite calm and collective in interviews, but he would seem a bit, well, he was pretty pissed off. He didn't actually, or more clinical in front of goal, basically. Right, next up, Rangers 3, Motherwell 1. So, two goals for Roof, a goal for Itton, three assists for Kent Hadji and Rebo, and a Lang goal with an O'Donnell assist. So, just before you start, I noticed Motherwell's new tactics, maybe it was a 5-5, nothing they were playing <laughs> to frustrate Rangers. And it all worked to, to a point, obviously, when they got the 1-0 up. That's another thing, was one who's saying that if, if that had worked, right, if I, if I had got them some sort of joy, you'd probably see a lot of teams adapting this form against Rangers the whole... And I think it's something interesting to watch going forward, I think. They've been kind of free-flowing going forward and, and obviously using the flanks and the fullbacks going forward. He may have stumbled upon something that would kind of frustrate him. More organised teams can kind of stick to the back five. Let's not let's not go for it. Let's just see if we can frustrate him and see what, what they make him down. It's interesting going forward to watch Rangers, especially when it's St. Johnson and then Hibbs next. I don't see Hibs playing that kind of style because obviously Hibs do come out and have a go. I've been trying to see how St. Johnson play against Rangers now that this kind of there is kind of a couple of chinks in the armour, you could say. So, good on thoughts in this game. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the the way that Motherwell managed to frustrate Rangers. For me, it's interesting that it took so long for anyone to pick up to cut off the fullbacks uh, and then just see what what happens. You know, we're in game week. Well, 19 is the next one now, and this is the first time now we can really say, well, the, the fullbacks were, were pretty much taken out of the game, and uh, it took until halfway through the season for someone to come up with something like that. Tom mentioned O'Donnell last week. I think he was uh, the, the throw-in guy who, who likes a, a far and wide throw-in. Lang's goal uh, could have easily been Tony Watt's goal, if I look at this from, from my fantasy team perspective. I have five players playing in this game. Roof, he just keeps scoring. He got two goals in this one from a nice little layoff from, from Kent, who finally got an attack and return as well. Uh, Cedric Eten, he scores another goal off the bench with a Haji assist. He is just plucking away nicely. I mean, you had the foe starting and then Eten came on, I think it was. Uh, Aribo came on at halftime for Kamara. He got the assist for, for the last goal, and that came after some like excellent corner flag, time wasting. Um, and, and, and Ruth put that one away as well. Looking at my team from this, uh, well, obviously, we, we all didn't get many points there for our Rangers players. Captain Tavernier and, and Goldson, my vice-captain. But the player I'm not so sure anymore is uh, Barisic. I, I looked it up earlier, and his past couple of returns is a couple of two-pointers and I think a clean sheet thrown in there as well. So... The rate he's going at, uh, I'm considering Roof uh, over the next couple of game weeks. Once I think once I find a defender 
that can replace Barisic and uh, return clean sheets week in, week out. So if, if Celtic shore up their defence and I can, can get someone there, for example, then uh, I'd be willing to switch from Barisic to Roof because I, I just think he's on, in form and it's just silly to ignore it now, I think. Okay, Tom? Yeah, just just the same as what Gunnar was saying there. Um, Roof got a couple of goals in this game. He had six shots, four of which were on target, and he missed two big chances. Um, it's only the second game that he's had more than a single return. The other game was the 8-0 the Gubbin versus Hamilton. Um, he's had six goals and one assist in his last five games. Now that, I don't know, Rangers clean sheets, are they, are they now up the window for, for the foreseeable? It's a, it's a tricky one, but if you're going to uh, jump ship on a Rangers defender, then I agree that Barisic is probably the most obvious choice due to his lack of attacking returns. Um, Rangers also now face Hibs, Celtic, Aberdeen and Motherwell in their next six. So what you could, what we could, you could argue is you're spreading your chances between the Rangers' defence and the Rangers' attack by getting Roof in, um, as he seems to be the most uh, consistent out of the Rangers' attack. Okay. Uh, on your point there about Roof, that run of fixtures is quite difficult. I don't know if they're going to be free flowing with goals or not. And I'm more inclined to state that Rangers' defence has got us so far. I'm willing to give them a couple of weeks to see. And then if it's like one or two times, and then they start to see goals, then come off it. But then in your point, you're always, if Roof's on fire, hard to run, that's a song in it. If Roof's on fire, then jump now before the fire goes out, I suppose. He's getting to kind of follow the trends and follow the form players. See, for me, it's just looking at their fixture, like Tom said, Hibs, Celtic, Aberdeen in the next five, I think. Uh, like, I get your point saying how many how many goals can Roof score there, but uh, I'm looking at attacking assets from these kind of teams. You know, Celtic, we, we're thinking of bringing their midfielders in. St. Mirren, we have the 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 boy McGrath, and then Hibs, we all have Nisbet. I think uh, there's a case to be made for Boyle as well, or even Deutsch. So you want to bring in these attackers and they're playing against Rangers. So why why not minimize the risk? You know, and then. Try try and sw- switch one of the defenders from for maybe the striker there roof. Okay, next up Ross County nil Hamilton two, which was David De Gea's last game charge of Ross County. Calvin scored again in another return, Martin goal and a Mayo assist and a rare clean sheet for Hamilton. So I just watched that game just before we came on the pod there, and I could see that Ross County did need a change. I think it was that, was that ten, ten in a row without a win. It wasn't ten defeats, is it ten in a row without a win for Ross County? I think it's five defeats in a row. Right, five defeats. Any, no wins in ten, is that right then, all in then? I think so. Uh, I mean, Tamil played more vigour. They looked like they were more up for it. And I think that they've made the changes now. John Hughes, am I right? He's in. Hugo Hughes? I think is so, it yeah. Is it yeah. Uh, so, I don't see how that is going forward. But Hamilton will, or will they work with their win? They played pretty well. Thoughts on that, Gunnar? Well, I was going to ask you back. Do you think Hamilton can can survive this uh, in in the league this season? Hamilton? Well, every year I would say no, every year they do. So I'm going to say they don't work it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was surprising to see all these players and the team of the week on, on the app. Don't, I don't have too much to say. I, I think Stewart sticks out uh, from Ross County. I think he's the best player by a mile, but it's not good enough for, for bottom in the league to be picking up points from my fantasy team same 
same as Hamilton when I seen uh, the goalkeeper in Daniel Arnold's team there when we looked at the highest score for the for the game week. That took me a bit by surprise. I wouldn't have uh, him on my radar at all. I think the one that I still like is Callahan for for your cheapy option and maybe Odoffin if you want a cheap uh, defender as well. But I don't expect Hamilton to be doing much than like you know picking up the odd win here and there. I think it's two wins now and a draw out of the last six games. Same thing as every week. Callahan looks good. O'Dofin as a as a bench player, and that's it for me. And hands off Ross County players. I think on your point of Hamilton players, that could be maybe when you get your second wild card for the split when they're playing teams at their own level. They're playing okay, the yeah. five, then that could be when you get interested in maybe some Hamilton assets because they've got a knack of surviving every year. Tom, what thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, it was Callahan that got the opener. Um, he's had three goals in his last five game weeks, and he's had five goals and one assist in his last nine. We talked about it last week. I think he is emerging as the talisman at Hamilton, and they always seem to get a, grab a goal, even against tougher opposition. So he's always in there about it. So at his price point, I think he's a nice option. Um, and given those sort of consistent returns over a long period of time, um, he's probably my favourite at that sort of three million price. Other than that, I agree with Gunnar. There's not a lot of options in the Hamilton team that I like the look of. Um, and we'd have to see if Yogi can turn things around at Ross County before we start to consider any county players. Uh, if if, we were, if I was going to go with anyone, it probably would be Ross Stewart. But he hasn't returned for a long, long time. So it's a, probably a wait and see with that one. Okay, right. Next up, St. Mirren 3, St. Johnson 2. So Erharan scored, Erwin scored, Obika scored. Yeah, that is well. Right, Gunnar? That is correct. <laughs> McAllister to assist for St. Johnson, May Pentley, Tanza, goal, and Kerr was set off. So, Tom, thoughts on this game? St. Mirren's good form continues. That's right. So, um, First thing I noticed was it was a it was a quiet game for McGrath. He had two shots, both of which were off target, and he only made one key pass as well. Um, we've obviously talked him up with his recent run of form, so we'll have to keep an eye on him and see if that was just a flash in the pan or if he's going to start to to perform consistently and maybe just having an off week. Uh, Erwin scored. That was the second league goal of the season, um, and Kyle McAllister got two assists. For uh, one for Erwin and the, the, the final one for Abika as well. Uh, those two assists are his first returns of the season, and Abika, uh, that goal was his first return since game week five. So I'm not going crazy for St. Mirren just now, but they are emerging as a bit of a force, and um, we're, st- we're still kind of waiting to see who the, the talisman figure is going to be uh, in their team. St. Johnston, um, David Willispoon won the penalty. Stevie, uh, Stevie May scored it. I like St. Johnston for the front of fixtures coming up in game week 21. I got me in this week. Um, I fancy him for goals. And um, obviously Tanzer as well, playing as a wing back. Interesting. He might be an interesting option as well if you're looking for that sort of... If we, if we are going to consider getting rid of Barisic, we're maybe going to go for a cheaper guy in order to free up the funds to again get Roof as a striker. So you probably want to look at a cheaper defender. And given uh, St. Johnston's nice run of fixtures uh, from game week 21, I think Tanzer might be a nice option for that. 
Okay, Fiona, your thoughts? Yeah, I'd like to echo what Tom said. Uh, St. Johnson do have nice fixtures from game week 21 as Rangers and Aberdeen before that. Don't know, when I looked at the uh, goal scorers, Erhan, Irvin and Obika, that was all... I mean, Obika, I had him at the start of the season, but the other two lads, I haven't even considered them. I brought him McGrath this week. He was the fifth most bought player uh, this game week. So I'll definitely be watching him going forward, see what he can do. I brought, I also brought in Stevie May. He got the penalty. But then St. Johnson, they have Rangers in the next game week. But yeah, well, I have him now. Also, Scott Tanzer, he's, he's gone onto my watch list as well. He had a great strike just outside the box. Um, I don't know how important Jason Kerr is for St. Johnson. He got a straight red. He'll be missing a couple of game weeks now. But like I said, it's Rangers and, and Aberdeen next. And before they have Hamilton, Ross County, Dundee United. So uh, potentially he might be back for the good fixture run for them. Obika only came off the bench as well in the 61st minute. So maybe uh, he can make a case for starting these kind of games going forward as well. But before I bring him in, uh, I'll be holding off. And I think my... my cheapish kind of striker spot is taken now by by Stevie May. I wanted to say something, um, just what Tom said before that, in, in like saving budget in the transfers. So I, I'm sitting there with three and a half million uh, just in the bank and I don't know where to spend it. So I don't know if I, if I need to save any more money, uh, even to bring, <laughs> you know, players in like roof. I could just... Without having the, to take a minus four, I could just have Cosgrove and Roof of, of, of top, up top if I wanted to. And um, I, I just have to, like, the, the funds are there. It's just um, bringing in these players at the right time, you know. It's, I don't have to downgrade anyone to, to save like I most often have to do in FPL. But this FFS, uh, most of the time I'm sitting with money in the bank and I don't really need it or don't know where to spend it. See ya. Money in the bank. Have you got a second keeper at playing, or is he a cheap? No, keeper? I don't know. Uh, but if I bring in Hazard, he's the same price as my, or roughly the same Spend, price. Down on you, want to like, do your bench boost, or you want to do double mm. You want to, to play then? I don't think Hazard will be playing though. Uh, past January, so <laughs> past Ibrox. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, last game of the game week was that I forgot all about. Kilmarnock nil, Aberdeen 2. Hunstrup set off for Kilmarnock in the last minute. And Hedges, your boy, Fiona scored 50 seconds. Yes. And we all thought that it was going to be scam Cosgrove again. But no, no. 96 minute up and absolutely thunder fucked a free kick in the back of the net <laughs> for scoring a second goal. So what you start doing are thoughts on this game? I mean, that Hedges goal, that was as jammy as they come with the deflection. <laughs> nice, mazy run though through the midfield and then uh, came off someone into the goal. Well, I think Aberdeen dominated this game. I think I looked up the stats, and if I'm right in saying, Kill, you have more shots, more corners, uh, like stuff like that going forward. But, well, it's just, it, it is Aberdeen's game, and like keeping, keeping these tight games, staying in the lead. Cosgrove should have, well, at least scored one of these sitters. Uh, I've seen in the highlights, he had at least one big chance that he should have scored. Tom probably knows how he had a couple of more. Uh, and then the free kick. Uh, very late on for Cosgrove. I mean, if 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 you see someone lining up, like I I watched him line up for the free kick, and I thought, here we go. That's just gonna be some nice technique. He's gonna surprise me there, you know, pull pull something out of the back, and then he just blams it under the walls. So I was like, where's that? Yeah, 
I should have probably seen that coming. That that's how Sam Cosgrove takes free kicks. <laughs> so, but fair play. I think it was five points, and I kept him this week. So not bad. Do yourself, Tom. Thoughts on this game? Yeah, um, I seen him and Brophy had a few chances. Uh, he's playing up in a front two with Kavamba. I think Alex, Alex Dyer's trying to find a new way of playing. Um, it's not really been working recently for Kilmarnock, and I think he's trying to try new things and seeing if it comes off. Unfortunately, it didn't come off in this game. Um, for Aberdeen, we had Curtis Bain. He didn't capitalise on last week's points. He only had a single shot in the game, which was off target. Hedges got the first goal. Um, he's had two goals and one assist in the last five game weeks. Cosgrove missed a big chance uh, with uh, Danny Rose. Um, he saved it. I think it fell to Hedges again on the rebound, and then he had a shot as well. Um, Cosgrove scored the dying minutes with a free kick under the wall. I don't feel too bad about that. I did get rid of the guy for a hit. I mean, Stevie May was the player I brought in. He got he got a goal as well, but with Cosgrove. We were expecting a goal machine, and he's he's priced appropriately for that. But we're not getting that. I mean, if I wanted to, a guy that scores every four game weeks, you know, I'd buy Tony Watt. Don't something. be better, Tom. <laughs> don't, don't be better because you lost out, Tom. Don't be better. <laughs> <laughs> I lost out in last minute on the the Hibs clean sheet as well because I got McGinn in as part of that hit too. So, uh, last minute. Such is life as a fantasy manager. Right, we'll move on to predictions then. So, as it stood before gameplay was Peter 20, Tom 9, Gunnar 10. And let's tell you, we did have a good game week. You three, where am I here? None at all. Hibs done United at 3-0, so nothing. Tom 2-0, nothing. Gunnar 2-0, nothing. Ross County, Hamilton at 2-1. It was close for a point. You had two each, Tom. Gunnar 1 each, so nothing. And Smyrna St. Johnson at 2-1 St. Martin for a point. And used to uh, two each, Tom, and Gunnar was 1-0. So as it stands, Peter 22, Tom 9, and Gunnar 10. So we're coming up. You're up running now. away with it. I know, I'm talking about this. Just <laughs> you turn that into actual fantasy points and it'll be all right. Coming up, we've got two rounds of fixtures because I don't think we'll be back before the secondary game. So I'll do all the fixtures out and we'll talk about predictions in that. Cut on two games. If we get back before then, Fair enough, we'll cover ground twice, but if not, it's not right. So the first round of fixtures is tomorrow night. So I believe that'll be a 5pm deadline, is that right? Six o'clock kickoffs, first one? Yes. Yeah, yes. Right, okay, right. So Celtic, Ross County, Hamilton, Livingston, Hibs, St. Mern, St. Johnson Rangers, Motherwell, Aberdeen, and Dundee United, Kilmarnock. And then we have the Boxing Day games, which should be Rangers, Hibs, Aberdeen, St. Johnson, Dundee Motherwell, Hamilton Celtic, Kilmarnock Livingston, and Ross County St. Man. So, predictions. First round of games. Hamilton Livingston, and I have went 3 1 Livingston. Tom. Two one Hamilton. Gunnar. Two one to Livy. Okay. Mm. Hibs St. Man, and I've went one each. Tom? 2-2. Two, two. Desmond? Gunnar? 1-0 to Hibs. St. Johnson Rangers? And I've went 0-0. Nil, nil. Tom? Um, I'm going to say 3-1 Rangers. Gunnar? 
Yeah, three run Rangers. I was gonna say that as well. Nah, this is the rules come off, boys. Let you know. <laughs> right, the next round of games, I want to predict Ross County St. Mern, and I've went one each. Tom. Uh, 2-1 St. Mern. Good I don't think County will score a goal here, so 2-0 for St. Mern. Right. Dungeon in Motherwell, and I've went 2-1 Motherwell. Tom? 3-0 uh, Motherwell. Good up. 1-0 draw. In the last game is probably the best game of game week. Rangers Hibs and I've went one each. Tom? Yeah, I'll go with that. Get it? Nil nil. Oh, that's, 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 that's. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's probably just since you were Rangers on my phone, I knew you were that. That's fine. <laughs> Right, so transfers and captains, we have to do it for kind of both game weeks then, or what we're planning towards. So this first game week, transfers made, I have brought in Turnbull for Conway. We talked about it last week, it was always a plan, he pulled up and sent it midfield. So captain-wise, Rangers, I think I will stick with Tavernier and Golson because it's in Johnston away. I know I've predicted 0-0, it's kind of more tongue-in-cheek. Did think about Celtic players at home at Ross County, but... I'm still not convinced until I see him having a proper on form, so I will stick with the Rangers defence. Yourself, Gunnar, any transfers? I know you're having on. And captain, vice-captain? Captain and vice-captain, I'm pretty set on Tavernier and, and Goldson. I'm going to make it easy for myself there. And then transfers, especially if you if you go over the next couple of two weeks, then... Yeah, you can both find this, but I need to go both. Well, so I have Elionusi already. I would like Turnbull. We spoke about it before the podcast, but that would mean I would have to get rid of either Hedges or McGrath, who I just brought in for a hit. So I might hold off Turnbull and just roll with Elionusi for now. I'd like Dyer. Uh, Dyer. I'd like Ayer as well um, <laughs> to replace my Motherwell defender. Dyer. <laughs> Dyer. <laughs> get him in. I, he can do a job. No, so I, I'd like Ayer to replace Gallagher. In my team as well, just to have a Celtic defender so they can potentially start picking up clean sheets. And then what we spoke about before, this Barisic conundrum, you know, maybe get him out and bring in Roof. I've also considered Considine uh, when, I, when I texted you guys before the podcast. And once I had just typed it out, I was like, yeah, nah, I won't bring him in. So definitely not him because I have three. Aberdeen already. So so the players I'm looking at at the minute, it's Turnbull, it's Ayer and and Roof. But well, most of most of these transfers well no, it's, it's actually only the Roof transfer where, where I need to take a minus four. So maybe I'll do that over the two weeks now, over the two game weeks. Um yeah, that's that's probably the most likely. Now I'll bring in Roof and then Turnbull or Ayer? That's as close as you've given me to your transfers. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom, see yourself. This is the first week. So, first week, captaincy, vice captaincy, and then transfers for two weeks if you want to go that far into detail. Um, so, this week, I think I'm going to get rid of Alan Forrest and I'm going to bring in Illinois. Captaincy wise, I'm probably going to stick with Captain Tav. And vice captain Goldson. 
even yeah. though I've predicted that a clean sheet loss in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stray away. Um, the following week, yeah, still you go. I'm going to see how St. Johnston get on against Rangers. If Rangers do lose the clean sheet, then I think that would probably be an indication for me to get rid of Barisic. So for game week 20, I'd be downgrading him. I'm not too sure who I would bring in yet. Um, I might prep for that St. Johnston run and go with something like Tanza. Um, or if anyone's sort of shy in the next two game weeks, then I can always have a look at those guys as well. Um, in that fixture, Rangers are playing Hibs. I'll probably still keep the t- captaincy on Tav, but I would probably consider putting the vice either on Turnbull or Elanusi, depending on how they perform against Ross County. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'll probably... St- My thinking of the captain will depend on what they do against St. Johnson. If they go out and absolutely steamroll them, then I probably will just stick to normal, tried and trusted. If it's, as you said, if they concede, or if it's a really tight game, tighter than they've been playing, then I, I think, like you said, I'll probably stick with Tavernier because he's on pens, potentially assists anyway, even if they do concede. But I might move in the vice-captain on to yourself. I'll have the same, I'll have Elnussi and Turnbull. And again, it'll depend on how City play against Ross County. You're, kind of, you're looking for signals to outplay to help you ease a decision for yourself, but I will watch and see. And transfer next week, I don't know. Hoban, is Hoban out long-term injury? Does this... In Hamlet this year, have any knowledge of Hoban? It's just a. Don't think we've got anything in a press conference. Or anything, so I have to wait and see if he's going to be a long term, then maybe maybe replace Aberdeen defender for an Aberdeen defender just to keep keep one in the team. Mm-hmm. Apart for that, that bit, I think got it. Right, we'll go to questions for Twitter then. Yep, go ahead. Right, first question. I think they're all Celtic related this week. First question is from Lab Bitacora Dell FPL. Who are the Celtic assets we should target for upcoming fixtures? Cheers and keep it up. So. I think we've already kind of covered this. In fact, here's another one. Daniel PR, Daniel Brack. What are Celtic's options are best getting, right? And then Fantasy Football Pod, again, they've asked, what do you do with Frimpong? So there's three questions, all roughly the same. Celtic assets, who's best getting? And then Frimpong question on his own, what do you do with Frimpong? So take it away, Tom. Um, I think attacking-wise, we're probably looking at Turnbull and Elanusi. Uh They've showed the most promise recently. And Elanusi, I think he has four goals in his last five game weeks, roughly. Um, so those are the two standouts for me. They're not that highly priced either, so you're not sacrificing elsewhere in your team to get them in. We know Celtic have been inconsistent. The display in the cup final on the weekend wasn't great. Um, but you're not at a massive loss if you want to take a gamble on the mids. Um, I've got Ayer. I'm probably going to stick with him for now. Uh, previous week, I said I like Duffy, but with him being an injury doubt, I would suggest him. In relation to Frimpong, if he's going to keep playing as a winger and he's, if he's going to get starts, then I would hold. My concern with that is rotation. We're going to have a busier spell over the, the festive period. Um, but if he is playing that position and he has it, uh, so added potential for attacking returns and also the prospect of clean sheets as well. So if if he can hold his place, then I quite like him. Okay, get on your thoughts on the three questions. I'm exactly the same. It's the two midfielders, Elianusi and Turnbull. I was also considering Doffy, especially after last week. Uh, but now if he's out, then it might be Ayer for me. For that, 
I was thinking about Laxalt, but he's been dropped. And well, to be frank, he didn't he didn't look too good. His attacking output um, wasn't too good anyway. Yeah, so, well, the two midfielders, Ayer, and then on the Frimpong question, it's just like Tom said. If he does keep this play, his place, then yeah, it'll be a well. For now, it'll be a hold anyway. I wouldn't bring him in. And then remains to be seen who who gets this like winger spot. Uh, you may, you mentioned Mike Johnson. He's back. I just don't know what Lennon might might come up with. Like, and that's just for me. I, <laughs> I wouldn't bring Frimpong in, but if I already had him, I would hold. Like that's how probably how I would play it. Yeah, I'll echo all from both your thoughts. I think it's going to be Turnbull and Elanusi's two stands out so far with the strike the midfielders bring in. Uh, I like Ayer if he's playing right back and he's pushing forward. Again, he's the same as kind of Frimpong. He's more chance to assist. Frimpong, like you said, Tom, he would be more chance in attacking assets and the clean sheets. And also, with Frimpong situation, if your defence is decent on the bench, you can just keep him playing and use the old no-player trick. If you've got a decent, I mean, if you've got a, a Guffrey revenge like myself, Guffrey's come off the bench a few times and decent returns. Depends on what you take the risk or not, but again, I would hold until the point comes where if he's getting really rotated out of position, it was really, it was really not putting a lot of minutes, or he's only playing one game and bench the next game, then they may look for another asset. And that's me. Is that as ready to move on to the FPL? Yep. Yep. So, right. so the league, this is Gunnar likes this because he's just sitting at the top. The top three <laughs> in the league Los Pimentores, Gunnar Lemmerman, Picnic George second. Boys now it's third. So there is two game weeks here, obviously, right? So I'm not really the average. I just wrote down our points for the two weeks. So I had 40, then 99. One point off 100. Mm-hmm. I thought it was break, break my first turn, but no. Tom, 59 and 83. Gunnar, 61 and 78. So overall, Tom had the high score in the two game weeks. 142. I mean, you, Gunnar, had 139 each. There you go. One bad week, one good week. Leveled up. So... Tom, you can take us through your points. It's up to you why go back and show us your points for the week before or the top of the week condensed since so far away. On you go. I'll just I'll just stick with the most recent week. Right, we'll, um, we'll, we'll just do that then, that's fine. Martinez in goals got me six points. Obviously, the previous week I took a minus four for him. Um, having got rid of Guita and he's already returned two game weeks in a row. So the minus hit is sometimes worth it in the long run. Uh, Robertson got me 10 points. Cresswell got me one. And Zuma got me six. In midfield, I had Salah got me 16. Uh, Captain De Bruyne, after getting scared about the Salah news, uh, he got me 10. Fernandez got me 17. Uh, Harrison got me two. And up front, I had Calvert-Lewin got me four. Bamford got me two. And Wilson got me nine. Okay, good on yourself. I can only echo the dolphin what Tom said there about Martinez for a hit. I did that a couple of weeks back as well, and he's definitely repaid that. So I've had Martinez in goal as well for six points, Taylor five, then a one-pointer each from Chilwell and Kufal. Uh, a captain Bruno for 34 points, two-pointer of Son, five points from De Bruyne, 16 points Salah. Then Bamford got me two points as well as Watkins, only two and Calvert-Lewin got me four points, and I had Justin's eight-pointer just sitting on the bench. Whoa. Right, myself, Martinez and goal, six points at the back. Zuma, six, Walker-Peters, two. Cancelo and Stones, eight each. 
Midfield, Grealish 10, Fernandez captain 34, De Bruyne 5, Salah 16, Watkins and Bamford. Nothing on the bench to be the better. The only thing I'd like to comment is I was looking at the game last night. Uh, at one point, Zuma was very close to getting a bonus point to get up to 100, but then he overtook to so get a bonus point. That's just my wee annoying thing to myself. <laughs> uh, so, we didn't miss out on anything, so we'll go to the results, Tom, day to day, like we always do. You can take us away. I'll go in it first. I can find the bloody thing. Right, Saturday's game was Crystal Palace 0, Liverpool 7. Southampton 0, Man City 1. Everton 2, a very poor looking Arsenal 1. And Newcastle Fulham 1 each. And you go. Yeah, so um, Liverpool, 7 goals. Firmino got 2, Salah got 2, Henderson got 1, Manny 1, and Minamino got 1. Uh, the assist came from Matip. Chamberlain, Firmino, Manny, Salah, Robertson, and Trent. There was a lot of uh, discussion on the run-up to this game week. There was a rumour going around that Salah was going to be benched. There was leaked teams, and it turned out it was true. Uh, as a result of that, I, 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 was, I was never going to sell Salah because I still thought he could come off the bench and maybe get a goal. I did not anticipate him getting two goals, one assist, and two bonus points. <laughs> um, my that's intention that's was. Bruno type format about stuff Bruno does. Right, Gunnar? <laughs> was it not uh, Tom who spread the rumours? It the was Tom, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me that spread those. That was just really <laughs> in that information. He spread it in our chat and we shot it and jumped off him. <laughs> um, I, I kept him, I was going to captain him. I wish I did as well. But as a result of that, I moved my captain to Kevin De Bruyne. So sometimes you can have too much information. In a circumstance like this, those that aren't big on Twitter or are just casual players, they probably would have captain Salah and been none the wiser and came away with a massive haul. So sometimes you can overanalyze things. Um, Salah's had five goals and two assists in his last four game weeks. Um, Robertson and Trent both, both got assists and they both got the clean sheet as well. Uh, Liverpool's fixtures are quite nice. They've got West Brom, Newcastle, Southampton. But watch out because they've got a blank game week. The fixture after that was Southampton nil, Man City one. Sterling got the goal with the Kevin De Bruyne assist. City haven't been looking great recently. They drew the previous game week with West Brom. Their defence may be a better option because they've got four clean sheets in the last five. Um, Man U in that run was, was the only top team that they actually played, however, so it's been, been against poor opposition that they've kept the clean sheets. Issue is finding a consistent starter in the, the Man City backline. Another problem is they're all very expensive. And to add to that, they don't get a lot of attacking returns either. They do have a nice run. They've got Newcastle, Everton, Chelsea will be a tr tricky one. They don't have a blank. They play Brighton, which will be a fixture that a lot of people will be targeting. Um, there's no double either. They play Palace, and then it's West Brom, Sheffield United, and Burnley. So... With myself, I want to try and get back on Kane and Son. I'm dithering of getting rid of Kevin De Bruyne or not. I'm going to see how he gets on this weekend against Newcastle. Um, after that, it was Everton 2, Arsenal 1. Again, Dominic Carver-Lewin, he's still only blanked in two game weeks this season. He does have a tougher run, but it's not stopped him in the past, so sell at your peril. Um, two clean sheets in the last three. For Everton as well, is this a sign that they're starting to show up the, the defence? And Mina got the, the other goal there. Uh, he's now scored two goals this season. At 5.5 million though, he's quite expensive and I think there's better options out there. 
Uh, Arsenal are just an avoid just now. Uh, the final fixture was Newcastle 1, Fulham 1. Wilson got the goal. I think he was lucky to get the penalty. They've got Man City coming up next. Looking at the fixture, taking over Christmas and New Year. They're the, the rock bottom on that. I think now might be the time to move off Newcastle options. Um, with regards to Fulham as a team, I'm not convinced with them yet. They got an own goal. Previously, it was nil-nil against Brighton, which is fair enough. They drew, they, they drew at home to, with Liverpool, um, but there's not a sort of standout. There's not a sort of talisman at Fulham that everyone wants to sort of jump on. I've heard people talking about Lukman, but he's not really sort of consistently returning. And there's, there's better options at that sort of price point in midfield. The midfield uh, slots are pretty precious just now, so um, not ready to jump on him just yet. Okay. Any thoughts on the runner games? Uh, maybe the, uh, first, um, Tom asked about Curtis Jones last week. He only came on this week for Liverpool in the 70th minute. So got 20 minutes there. Two goals. Liverpool scored still in those 20 minutes and he wasn't involved in anything. Uh, and not in a game where even Jordan Henderson got a goal. So I don't <laughs> think Jones is an option fantasy-wise. Then on the City-Southampton game, it's seven out of uh, seven clean sheets in the past eight games, I think, for City. So the best defense in the league. I like stones from them because I can afford them and theaters <laughs> on them. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously a rot- rotation risk. Fulham, Newcastle. I thought the the penalty shout was was a bit suspect. I don't know if that should have been a penalty. I can't remember if the if the ref even went to the screen there, but. I don't know. It, it looked a bit soft. And then only thing I have on the on the Arsenal Everton game, is Arsenal lack any ideas. I think of creativity uh, at the minute. So I, I don't really know where to go here for Ateta and uh, maybe for Everton. You, I thought Pickford had one of his like flap moments again where he's just like jumping towards the ball but just flapping at it uh that's just something you're gonna see like at least once every game so i'm staying away from everton defenders even even if they get like three clean sheets on a bounce they still have pickford behind them so yeah i'll be staying away from them okay just to pick up your point uh, tom about a uh, man city defenders goodness to yourself josh stone's quite a cheap he's my fifth Fifth defender, what rotating, and it was four point seven. But I got, I think he's rose twice since then, or he's rose once at least. I think that's to me a no-brainer for a, at least your fifth choice defender and an entry point into the Man City defence. Just me. I've got him with Cancel. I know people at the start of the season would do the Chelsea double up, where I had clocked. Well, what I'd seen with the eyes was the Gabriel was kind of bemoaning the way Man City went full three four attacking. So he was definitely showing up with defence. So yeah. I've jumped on the Man City defence double up. That's I'm going to stick with for the time being until it doesn't work. And with Stone being my fifth choice defender, and I've now brought Suchek in for first on the bench, who's guaranteed, then I know that if he doesn't play, he's always going to get the points off him. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that kind of set up going forward. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost a lot of money. I was going to say, uh, with the Arsenal point, Gunnar, don't worry. Yeah. Rogers will, Rogers will sort that the new year. When he <laughs> this stuff. He's going to sum after the right round. And then KT will be a must-have in this team. Next round of games. I'll put it up here after I stop talking nonsense. Brighton 1, Sheffield United 1. 
Spurs nil, Leicester two. I'm waiting to lie. I really enjoyed that result because the Kane and Son, and I didn't want to because I haven't wanted not to get any points. Hmm. Man City six, Leeds two, and West Brom nil, Villa three. Tom. Yeah, so the first fixture of the day was Brighton one, Sheffield United one. I don't have a lot to say about this game because nobody's yeah, really that interested. Brighton, no, nothing. No, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was well, a good result. It was a lot for us because them who's obviously thinking watching that game going right. Well, if they've made a cheap defender from one of these teams each, the one each, it's a clean sheet gone. So we're happy with that. Yeah. Um, well, got the goal. Sheffield United, Bogle got the goal with a McGoldrick assist. <laughs> uh, last week, Gross was Michelle. He didn't even get subbed on in this game. <laughs> Maybe he should have invited me to got the points. <laughs> Um, there was no Lamptey in this game. I think it's probably time to move off him as well. I think that's he's probably the only talking point out with that fixture. Uh, I, I brought in Burke a while ago. I wasn't really expecting a lot from him. He's really just to free up funds. And I was hoping he would maybe start, at least then I'd have someone playing on my bench, but unfortunately not. A um, bit more interesting fixture after that was Spurs nil, Leicester 2. Fardy got a goal and assist. And Fofana got an assist as well. Uh, the other goal was scored. It was uh, an OG by Anderweild. Uh, Justin, clean sheet and two bonus points. He's well owned. If, if, if Leicester can uh, keep giving us these clean sheets, then he might be a decent option going forward. Um, they've got a nice run coming up as well. I was wanting Kane, but much like Gunnar was mentioning earlier, Vardy might be an option. Both teams have a good run, as I said. Uh, Spurs have got Wolves, then Fulham, Leeds. They've got Aston Villa, so they've no blank. They play Sheffield United in the double game, which is, which is probably just as good as a double. Uh, Liverpool's a trickier <laughs> one, but then they've got Brighton, uh, Chelsea, which is trickier, and then West Brom. Leicester, on the other hand, Man United, which again, trickier fixture. But then it's Palace, Newcastle. There's the blank. Their double consists of Southampton and Chelsea. And then it's Everton, Leeds, Fulham and Wolves. So I'm looking to get back on Kane and Son. Possibly Vardy. We'll see. I think I'll probably see how this week goes and take it from there. Um, another big scoring fixture after that was Man United 6, Leeds 2. Fernandez got two goals. McTominay got two goals. Lindelof won and James won. Assists came from Martial. He got three of them. Fernandez won and McTominay won. For Leeds, it was Cooper. And Dallas, who scored, Rafina getting both assists. Bruno, another big haul. And Martial, who he hasn't really had a consistent run of starts this season, um, but he started the last two. And in that time, he's had one goal and four assists. He's 8.7 million, so he's a bit expensive. A lot of us have loaded up on these 6 million uh, strikers, but he does have a double. Uh, he's facing Liverpool and Fulham. So, might be a decent option there for those who are considering the free hit chip. It was a blank for Bamford, but I'm sticking with him for now because he's he's pretty high up on the fixture ticker. They've got Burnley, West Brom, Spurs, trickier one. They do blank, but they've got a really nice double, Brighton and Southampton. And then following that, they've got Newcastle as well. Um, the final fixture for that day was West Brom, nil, Villa three. El Ghazi got two, Traore got one, and assist-wise, Grealish got a couple. And Troy got the other assist. It's only been two starts for El Ghazi this season. Um, he was subbed on at Wolves and scored. 
He blanked versus Burnley, um, and now he's got two goals. I think we need to stay calm because it is West Brom after all. Um, but he's done quite well in the last four game weeks. Um, bear in mind, he's only played 15 minutes in two of these fixtures, though. He's top amongst mids for total attempts at any price range. He's had 17 attempts, which is the highest of any mids. He's also joint top for attempts which are on target with Salah, and that's 10. Um, he's only 5.7 million. He might be a nice midfield option. Uh, Villa do go through a tough run. They've got Palace up next, which you could argue is an easy one, but then in, they face Chelsea, Man United and Spurs in a row. But things do pick up after the double game week, so he's maybe one to, to put on the watch list for now. One for watching. You know any thoughts tonight on the games? Uh, maybe the 6-2 United against United, so Manchester United against Leeds United. There's the Dallas goal. that I think that really hurt my rank a little bit because it looked like... Like you say, a lot of people have these like cheapish defenders and it looked like he was on for nothing and then he comes and scores that goal. Aston Villa, El Ghazi, I don't know about him, especially now when, when Barclay is going to be back. He will keep his place and that remains to be seen. I have Oli Watkins still. Had a bit of VAR controversy there. <laughs> I think this is the last or... Yeah, pretty pretty sure it's the last or second to last week where I'll be owning Ollie Watkins because it's just too frustrating to watch and I really got very many points from him. And then I think the most important one going forward as well, like one of the decisions that everyone is going to have to make is between Kane and Vardy. I think that's like the price bracket where, where these two strikers are in. Um, especially if you want to roll with Kane and Son or like diversify and have like one of like have Son and Vardy for example uh, I've owned Vardy at the start of the season where he got penalty after penalty so yeah I'll be looking into that I can see a point why why people might be going for Kane and Son there because like they don't have a blank they only have one game in the double against Sheffield United so that's basically worth two games so I I can see an argument for that uh but I think Leicester, Southampton and Chelsea in, in the double and then, well, Everton, Leeds and Fulham, that, that full of, Fulham game, I, I could see a high score there as well. Uh, I think that's, that's one of the harder decisions that I'm going to make on my wild card coming up next week uh, between Kane and Vardy. In the last games, Tom, Monday night, Burnley 2, Wolves 1, Chelsea 3, West Ham 0. <laughs> Now, go ahead and do last night's games. Guess I forgot about those. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe for Chelsea, I think Werner, uh, Timo Werner, he's definitely too expensive. He, he doesn't score the easy ones. So he, he got an assist in this game. Tammy Abram, he, he scored twice. There was a case to be made maybe for Giroud in the past couple of weeks, but now Abraham is, is starting and scoring. So I think it would be hard for him to be dropped again. Uh, the player I'll most definitely stay away from is, is Timo Werner because I wouldn't even say he, he's out of form, but he just doesn't put away these these, these easy ones. And uh, for me, he's, he's too expensive. That's what I got on that game. Hey, well, Gunnar, you've got I probably you've, you've watched him more than us. Is this is this the kind of way he plays when he played the Bundesliga? Is he always kind of kind of? Oh, see, 
I don't know if you know if you, if you know that, but I don't really watch much. Uh, hey, well, because <laughs> because Sao Paulo play in the second division and they're not doing r- really well, so I don't get to watch much uh, first division football here in Germany. I just thought you know, it might be the news, the sport news all the time. Okay, but he, he scored for fun over here, to be honest. Uh, but it's it's obviously a bit of a different game. I think the English game is more physical, and don't think really that that is his problems. But his problem, and then again, you, you could argue he gets into the the right kind of positions as well. It's just I don't know if it's his composure or he just snatches the chances sometimes. Okay, I know last year it was a spell where Abraham was quite. Prolific for Chelsea, then also with all the new signings kind of fell back I owned him for the time then when he didn't score anymore. Uh, well, I'm the same. <laughs> but then he seems to have kind of fought himself back at the team. And he's, but what, is it a price? Is it a seven or eight? That kind of price range? I think he might be a different differential up front. If 7.2. I mean, that's pretty... It's, it's Danny Ings territory in between the kind of... The, he, the heavyweights and then the kind of cheapies, so... If he's going to be consistently playing up front, it's maybe one to watch going forward. Any else on these games? No, not a Spanish there. Right. I mean, the Burnley clean sheet wipeout, that came pretty late there for for Wolves. I'm glad that. I'm glad, I'm glad of that as well. This is one of which you're glad when you're <laughs> in the match. I'm glad it's like that. That could have really helped as well. It was uh, Silva who was... Uh, who was subbed on and uh, he was fouled by Benson from Burnley. He was also just subbed on like two minutes before that uh, who fouled him in the box and then Silva took the penalty himself, uh, put that away. So that was the, the wipeout. After uh, Charlie Taylor had uh, assisted the first goal for Ashley Barnes. So yeah, uh, I lost out on like five, six points there. That was a bit of a shame. He's been pretty... Uh, de- Decently, Charles, you want a quick? Just along, you know. Yeah, if you if you got a chance to rotate him, uh, I think they have Ben Me. He's back in the side. Um, like I say, if you have a chance to rotate him, I wouldn't start him every week. But uh, for this rotation, I'm just trying to see who they play in this week. For example, they have so Burnley have Leeds and then a Sheffield United at home, and then Burnley play against Fulham on the third of January, game week seventeen. It's not bad. So, it's not bad, yeah. Right. He's still only 4.5 million as well. Uh, I think that'll rise. It should get to 4.6 very soon. Right, well, look for your the predictions. As it stood, it was Peter 10, Tom 9, Gunnar 10. So, going through the results, we'll see. Right, Leicester, Everton. I had 1 0 Leicester, so nothing for me. Tom, you 2 1 Leicester, nothing for me. Gunnar, you'd 1 0 Everton, not far away, so a point for you. Liverpool, Spurs. This is going back to the, also the mixture of the games, isn't it? So Liverpool won. Am I right? Yeah, I Liverpool won 2 1. So three points for me. You went 2 0 Spurs. Hmm. 2 0. And Gunnar went 1 0 Liverpool, is that right? One point. Why can't I mixture of games here? I'm doing it as it's two weeks ago because it's a different game week. And then Wolves to Chelsea. Pete was 1 2 Chelsea. I had, I had lost it there. Chelsea 3 0, I'm looking at the screen of this week's game and I'm saying two scores, what am I doing here? Right, and then it was one each score for no points. So 13 me, 9 Tom, Gunnar 12. That's what stands around. Game week coming up, three fixtures, one you predict are Leicester Man United. I've went 2 1 Man United. Tom? Um, 3 2 Man United. 
I'm going to say uh, four two to Man United. Arsenal Chelsea. I've got one each. Tom. Um, two nil Chelsea. You know? Yeah, I was going to say I can see Chelsea win that one. One nil Chelsea. And Wolves Spurs. And I went 2-1 Spurs, Tom. 3-1 Spurs. Get it? 3-0 to Spurs, even. Okay. Right, so now discuss captains and transfers. So I'll go first. I am not doing any transfer this week. I am rolling next week so I can make a move to Son and Kane. I know you discussed Son, Kane, one another... Vardy, I'm pretty much set on Son and Kane for our runner fixtures at the new year. And I'll make a chance. I'm holding this week and do it next week. The captain, I will be on probably Salah because he's home West Brom. Good on, will be yourself. Captain, I'm pretty much set. I think that's going to be Salah, like you say, at home against West Brom. I have two frees this week. And I'm trying, because I still have my wild card, I'm going to play that for the next game week. So I could potentially just take a, like take two punts on two players. And the three players that I'm considering at the moment, so Chilwell, it seems like he'll be out for at least two, three weeks. So I was thinking maybe to get Matip in. Again, Liverpool, they have West Brom at home this weekend, so that could could potentially be an easy clean sheet. He's been scoring goals in the past two or three games. Well, he scored like a goal or two in the past two or three games. Then I'm also considering maybe Stones for Justin because Leicester have Man United and City play against, well, it's City and they play against Newcastle. And the third one that I am considering is Watkins out and maybe bring Che Adams in because... Southampton play against Fulham, so I might try and target them. Out of the three there, well, I'm on Stones, but I think he's probably one more chance to rotation. Just... Yeah, I agree. Okay, Tom, you, captain's transfers, thinking ahead for next game week? Um, I too am holding my transfer because I want to get rid of Wilson for Kane and I'm going to have to downgrade elsewhere to, to get the funds to do so. I've not decided whether I'm going to downgrade Robertson or KDB yet. I'll probably use this coming weekend. Sorry, this I this coming weekend as a uh, as a way of deciding that. Um, captaincy, I think, is nailed on Salah. He had a good game week, and we know he's had a rest, so the chances are he's probably going to start. Um, the, the busy Christmas spell starting to to kick in now, so we want to be fairly sure that we're going. The player's going to start. So, what better way than choose a player that's just had a rest? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so then, guys, finished. So we might be back before the next FFS game. It might be highly doubtful. I'm sure we're all busy with festive period during this lockdown, stuck in the house, but things might happen. So, do you want to get your plugs in? Tom, start with you. I used to have a speech prepared for the week now. Rolls off the tongue. Yep, so I'm on Twitter, I'm at FFS underscore Scout. Uh, I'll probably be doing my article after the fixtures tomorrow night. Try and do a, a doubler. 
Um, I also do the podcast, obviously. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, hit me up, tweet me, like, <laughs> <laughs> ask me questions, rate my teams, whatever. Rate my picks. Get up. <laughs> get yeah, uh, I'm doing another Fantasy Football Scotland podcast with my mate john it's uh, fantasy football weekly we had to sit out last week because we had some technical difficulties we hope we'll be back at some point this week so maybe we'll do a podcast for the not this game week coming up but maybe the one at the weekend then uh, you can get in you can get in touch as well on the twitter that's at fitball weekly pod and yeah as well as tom if you have any questions rate my teams whatever uh, we also do a, a weekly vice captain pick because we have decided the captain is going to be James Tavernier every week. So <laughs> we need some inspiration there and want to see what the rest of the community is going for. Check that out as well. Yeah. Excellent. Follow those both guys on Twitter. Also follow me at Fantasy Half. You can review the podcast on iTunes if you like it. If you don't like it, review it again anyway. And you can ever your podcast. And again, guys, we'll be back with you next week, hopefully. And if we don't see you before then, have a nice Christmas. Thanks for listening and downloading. See yourself, guys. Have a nice Christmas when it comes. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Hi, right, Merry Christmas. Hey, right, cheers, listeners. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Bye. It's the season. Love and understanding. Merry Christmas, everyone.
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 